And welcome to season three of the JKR podcast presented by JKR Baseball. My name is Jay Shriglin and I will be your host. We're excited to continue the JKR podcast with season three of episodes. This season, we are expecting many great series with top-tier travel organizations across the country, while we also spotlight commits, collegiate, and professional players from across the United States. It is our goal to be the player's platform for all of prep baseball. As we continue to do this, make sure to stay on top of the J-Care podcast episodes, but also tune into the other features that J-Care Baseball presents. That includes blogs like the lineup card written by John Sparacco, player-based events like Battle of Indiana, Summit City Baseball Academy, and other events being announced very, very soon. With Season 3, that comes two new programs for athletes to enjoy. Those are the JKR Brand Ambassador Program and the JKR Athlete Creators Program. To stay on top of all these features, check out jkrpodcast.com to learn more. I genuinely appreciate everything you guys have done for me and the JKR brand over the past two years, and I hope to continue to build both the JKR brand and the game of baseball for years to come. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. Today's episode sponsor is Mind Baseball, located in Dallas, Texas. Their bats are made from 100% European beech wood, which allows for more density, which then leads to more power. I mean, who doesn't want more power? We all know chicks dig the long ball. Multiple studies prove that beech outperforms maple, birch, and ash that you're probably used to swinging. Beech wood straight grains mean for less breaks, and Mind Baseball exceeds the MLB regulations in that category. Are you also frustrated with seeing the dried paint spots on your barrel? Mind Baseball uses a family secret technique that leaves a perfect finish every time. If you set their bat next to another brand, you will make sure that you see the difference. Lastly, they also use a built-in grip to reduce vibrations. It is the same technology that is used to reduce recoil in rifles. Make sure to check them out. Go find them on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Um, on Instagram, their username is at mine, M-I-N-E, baseball. Check them out, but let's dig into today's episode. And welcome back to the JKR Podcast. Today we have top-tier third baseman and outfielder. 2025 Michigan State baseball commit CJ Dekinga on the JKR podcast for the Illinois baseball series presented by Mind Baseball. CJ, pumped to have you here on the show for the final week of this Illinois series. How are you doing this afternoon? Yeah, man, I'm doing I'm doing amazing. Thanks for having me on the on the podcast. Of course, man. Appreciate you coming on the show. But uh, you know, before we dig into you know you playing for top tier, before we dig into your high school career, you know that recruiting process that landed you there at Michigan State. Um, I got one question I like to ask everybody to get the podcast started, and that is for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is CJ Dekin Dekinja? Yeah, so. Um, I'm a junior at uh, Manuka High School. Um, I play baseball and basketball there. Um, in the summer, I play for top two Americans, and then I'm committed to Michigan State as a two-way player. Okay, there we go. So let's go ahead. Let's dig into top tier first. Obviously, these past couple of weeks, digging into this Illinois series, I've learned a lot about this top tier program. I got Coach, uh, is it Pl- Plant or Plunk? coming on the show this upcoming week as well. So, you know, excited to dig into that interview as well and just kind of, you know, learn everything about this great organization everybody's talking about. Um, Kind of take us through your travel baseball experience. How would you get connected with this top-tier program? Yeah, for me, um, 
I really I've been playing baseball basically my whole life and kind of the first the first travel team I was on was kind of a more local team with some of the more of the my friends in the area we we play for Minooka River Cats um I I've playing there from like 8U to 12U and kind of just been been with them the same guys since then and after River Cats we went to Illinois Premier for a year um and then after that, Illinois Premier was um, they got in contact with top tier, and then that's when fourteen years when um, I moved over to the top tier with the same team, um, kind of switch on switch on a little bit of guys, but mostly it was the same team. And then fifteen U, we were still with um, still with top tier South, um, and then sixteen U this year was when we um, when top tier South kind of moved more into top tier HQ, and that's when we. Uh, we got into top tier Americans and that's where, that's where we're at right now. Okay. So kind of, you know, you said you, be, you began that travel baseball career, play more on the local level, you know, probably I'm sure going around to all those different tournaments across the state, you know, what was that jump going from more of the local level to maybe more regional, maybe even more national with the top tier program kind of, what was that jump and what did that transition look like? Yeah. So for kind of the, the younger years when we didn't do as much traveling as a lot of more, local tournaments it was it was it was fun it was kind of more just like for having fun with my teammates and stuff but then as soon as we like started jumping into more of like the traveling across the country kind of stuff um we it was kind of a it was a change I'd say definitely um yeah it was definitely a good change just seeing more competition everything and just like definitely seeing like the top competitors all around all around the world all right. So, you know, playing for this top tier program for a couple of years, I'm sure you've been able to build quite a few relationships with that top tier coaching staff. You know, I'm, you know, like I said, I mentioned Coach Plant. I've heard a couple other guys' names thrown around the past couple of weeks as well. Um, what have been some of those relationships you've been able to build with that top tier coaching staff? Yeah, the the top tier coaching staff, I absolutely love them, every single one of them. Um, and the resources that they offer to all the top tier players is just incredible. It just contributes so much to our success and everything. And just being able to like when we're at the practices at the, at the max for top tier, that's when all the, the top tier HQ coaches are there and just being able to to talk with them to talk about baseball and everything. It's just being able to, to build and maintain those relationships with those coaches is just something that's been able to help towards my success i'd say okay so sticking on the topic of relationships you know obviously tell those to all those top tier teams are full of nothing but some of the top prospects within the state of illinois kind of take us through some of those relationships you're able to build on the teammate side of things guys across the state what are those relationships looking like yeah um so i've been mace or with my whole team um getting along with them relationships with them it just they've been great um obviously yeah playing with some of the top competition in the nation um being able to just like not so much like always on the baseball side being able to like make friendships with them and everything go go hit with them sometimes go lift with them and just just all talking about baseball and everything and just trying to um get on each other and trying to make make each other as best as possible Okay, so with that top tier, uh, that top tier roster, like I said, you know, they're always getting those, you know, top tier players. I believe that that top tier American team is the like that's what they consider the best level for each age group, correct? Yeah. Yep. So with you playing on that top team for top tier, I'm sure you aren't the only Power Five commit 
on that roster for you going around, being around all that top level talent, other guys going to that next level. Take us through some of those conversations you guys are having. Like how are you picking each other's brains, talking about mentality, approach, whatever. Kind of take us through what those conversations are looking like. Yeah, I could anyone on the on the top two roster, I could talk to anyone, all of them very knowledgeable about the about baseball and just being able to go to like talking about like for the pitching side, talk to basically anyone. Um the main the main one I talked to, Connor Essenberg. Um I talked to him a lot about his hitting. I mean, he just he rakes, like he hits the ball so hard every single time and just being able to go hit with him sometimes and just like see like what he like how he hits and stuff and like trying to be able to steal some stuff from him and just implement it to my to my baseball game and it just it definitely helps out a lot so you talk about Essenberg and I'm sure there's some other guys from the state of Illinois what's that like or if this has even happened yet um are you playing some of your top tier teammates in the springtime when it got um you know during high school baseball are you switching from teammates to opponents with some of these guys yeah um um most of my top tier teammates they they're not in my the high school baseball conference but they're nearby like Connor Esberg like we play at Lincoln Way West like they'll be in our our regional this year so we'll we'll definitely be we'll see we'll be seeing them um possibly to seeing Jack Bauer Lincoln Way East um but yeah it's mostly mostly them we don't get we don't play as much of our top tier teammates but the main ones the the more local ones like the Lincoln Way schools and everything. Okay, so looking back on this past summer and even this past fall as well, kind of give us the rundown. What did this past summer look like? You know, probably going down to what maybe NPI, going to East Cobb, some of those other tournaments. Take us through what that looked like this past summer, but then also this past fall as well. Give us a rundown on that 2023 season. Yeah, this this summer season, it was just uh, it was just amazing. Like we went to we like competed at some of the highest levels. Uh, we went to Grand Park a couple times. Um, went up to Kenosha, Wisconsin. Went to Lake Point. Um, went to Missouri. Um, we got to play up in a, a 17 u tournament in Iowa. And yeah, it was just it was just awesome to go out there and and compete with everyone. Um, and yeah, that's this whole season. It was just it was just an awesome experience. Um, yeah, just going out competing with my teammates and everything, and it was just, it was just amazing. Okay, so kind of looking ahead to the future here, twenty twenty four summer seventeen U year last year playing travel baseball, traveling the country with all your boys. Kind of take us through what those expectations are heading into that twenty twenty four summer. Yeah, definitely. Our 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 expectations are definitely going to be really high. Um, be the last year going out with my boys and just being able to go have fun and compete with them. It's definitely it's a little sad too, just being the last year, just, um, you know, I had been doing it since I was so little and just, this is the last year. It's just hard to believe, but it's, it's definitely, it's definitely going to be so exciting. Um, but yeah, expectations are definitely high for, for the next year. Okay. So when it comes to travel baseball beyond top tier, have that opportunity to go down to Lake Point, take part in that PBR futures games, Take us through what was that experience like? What the day to day looked like? What was the atmosphere? Give us the rundown on what that futures games looked like. Yeah, that future games it was it was just an unbelievable atmosphere and just amazing experience. Um, 
first day we got there, it was, I mean, the whole, the whole future games, it was, it was hot. It was probably, I think the real feel was like 110 and then on the turf added even more. So it was, it was definitely hot. Um, but yeah, when we first got there doing like the, the showcase type day, um, I mean, just walking in there and seeing how many college coaches were there, it was just unbelievable. Um, but yeah, going through the, the showcase day doing the 60 um uh and then we went to go hit take um ground balls and then i was able to do the infield showcase and the outfield showcase um and then kind of the the next the next couple of days that were the the game days and being able to compete against like some of the highest level across the nation was just it was just incredible. And just seeing the amount of coaches that were there every single day, it was just like unreal. And I mean, the atmosphere there, getting to bond with some of the, some of my team Illinois teammates, it was, it was awesome being able to, to bond with them. And just cause you know, some of the team Illinois guys, we like, I've played against them in the summer. So like being on their team for a little tournament, it was, it was definitely nice to, to bond with them and just like go out and compete with some other guys. So you talk about all those different coaches that are walking around Lake Point during that week of Futures games. I mean, shoot, everybody I talk to talks about, you know, every every single college that you can even think of, you know, they're there watching you. With that in the back of your mind, you know, looking around, seeing all these different coaches, how do you block that out and kind of just focus on the game of baseball, focus on getting your job done, impressing them, but obviously not thinking about it. How do you kind of block all that stuff out? Yeah, for me, um, it wasn't, I definitely was a little overwhelming at first, just seeing all the coaches that were there. I think in total, there was around 300 total coaches there, which was just incredible. Um, but yeah, so my first at bat, um, I was just like in the pregame and stuff and everything. I was just like, I wasn't going to go focus and play. I was just going to go play by my, like, like myself, don't change anything for the coaches and everything. And then ended up first at bat actually went yard my first at bat at future games and it was just it was just incredible um but yeah it wasn't for me it's it was definitely a little easier like I say my mental game is pretty strong so I was able to block out some of the other distractions um and stuff so it was it was it was pretty good um yeah the coaches didn't really um I wasn't really focusing on them when I was on the field um but then yeah off the field walking through it I was like it was just like I couldn't believe how many coaches were actually there and stuff, but, but yeah, it was, it was pretty good. So obviously I'm sure that futures games was a pretty memorable experience. You know, getting down to go down there, that's extreme heat being in front of the coaches, hitting a home run there in your first AB kind of looking back in your tri entire travel baseball experience so far, whether that's playing for top tier, maybe one of those local teams or even futures games, what would be some of those favorite memories that come to mind when you think about travel baseball? Oh, definitely. Um, a lot of them go back definitely to the younger years. Um, I'd say one of my favorite ones, definitely our, our 12 year year when we were able to, um, go play at Cooperstown in New York. Um, that was just, it was just an amazing experience. Um, kind of got to stay in the, um, stay alone with my teammates and everything. That was just awesome. Like all the fun we had, it was just, that was just an incredible experience. Um, and now too, definitely with this with this sixteen new team last year, um, it was something special. It was just being able to get along with all my teammates and everything. 
Um, and then hanging out outside of baseball and stuff, doing like mini golf type stuff, bowling maybe. So it was, it was definitely, definitely bigger than just baseball. Yeah. That's uh, that, I hear a lot of stories about travel baseball, how you guys create lifelong for uh, lifelong friends when it comes to all the off the field stuff you're doing, but making that transition from travel baseball to the high school side, obviously you just got done with your sophomore year there last spring. Take us through your high school experience so far, going through that freshman year, going through that sophomore year. Take us through what that high school uh, experience has looked like so far. Yeah, so freshman year for me, um, my high school typically doesn't pull up many players like to the next like, the next team. So for me, um, I was on freshman the freshman team for I'd say half the year I'd say, um, and then that's when that's when the coaches pulled me up to the the JV team. And then I struggled at first a little bit, you know, it was kind of a little nerve wracking at first, but then I was able to like forget about all the nerves and stuff. And then I was able to go out and compete. Um, so freshman year, um, it was overall, it was pretty solid. Um, and then sophomore year, it was, it was amazing. Um, I was same thing with the freshman year. I was, I started on JV for probably half the year. Um, and then I, I did really well on the sophomore team. And then that's when the, the varsity coach decided to pull me up to the varsity. Um, then my first, my first game with varsity, I went two for three with a single and a double. Um, but yeah, that was high school ball. Definitely. It's been a really cool experience so far. And then it's, it's just been awesome. So getting called up there mid-year last spring, Going into your junior year, what are some of those expectations now that you kind of know what this varsity landscape is going to look like? Take us through with those expectations for yourself, but also for this uh, Manuka team. Yeah, so our our expectations for this next spring, it's definitely high. You know, last year, falling short to Edwardsville, um, that definitely hurt. It hurt a lot. Um, but yeah, this year, this will be... Minooka is going to be really solid this year. Um, so this year, I've been definitely looking forward to it for a while now. Um, and yeah, we just, we're going to go out and compete. Um, we're going to just, we're going to win conference. We're going to compete at a really high level and then hopefully making a really far run in this, this postseason. So being a guy who got some varsity experience here, some, so being a guy who got some varsity experience there last year as an underclassman, Going into this junior year, also being a Big Ten commit, do you see yourself stepping up maybe as a leader this upcoming spring, or do you think that's maybe something saved for uh, um, your senior spring? Yeah, I could, I definitely fill a leadership role for next year. Um, you know, kind of being yeah, the the Big Ten commit, um, kind of setting the setting the model for you know the underclassmen and maybe some of my. Um, current 25s that you know were on the sophomore team last year and just getting some fresh varsity experience next year you know kind of setting like a model for them and just showing them how it's done and everything and definitely um talking with all the the upperclassmen as well and just like not not so much just talking with baseball and everything like getting along with them maintaining friendships and everything you know and just setting a, setting being a role model for for everyone else being loud talking a lot of energy so that's definitely something I, I, I will be feeling this year. So Okay, so earlier you kind of brought up Connor Essenberg, brought up Jack Bauer in terms of, you know, playing some of those Lincoln Way teams this upcoming spring. 
What's that competition level look like up there in your area? Uh, you know, what are some of those games you guys got circled in terms of, okay, you know, we're facing a dude this night or that night, whatever. Take us through what that competition level looks like in the spring in that part of Illinois. Yeah, for, for Manuka, our conference, it's pretty it's pretty tough. Um, there's some there's some really good D1 commits that are like all throughout the conference and everything. Um yeah, outside of our our conference, um, like Lincoln Way East, Lincoln Way West, they're stacked. Lincoln Way Central too, they're stacked. Um, so yeah, it's definitely it's definitely hard. Like a, it's good to go out and compete with everyone. Um, but yeah, this this year for summer, it's gonna be, um, for spring. Sorry, um, it's gonna be something else. It's gonna be so fun to go out and compete. Um, compete at a high level, and then it's just it'll be it'll be a really good experience. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, last question when it comes to high school baseball. Same question I asked there for travel ball. Looking back on that freshman, that sophomore year, potentially even going through some fall workouts as well with the team um, this fall, um, what are some of those favorite memories that come to mind when you think of your high school baseball experience so far? Definitely, definitely our one of my favorite um, memories was for our, our sectionals, um, our sectional semifinals, we had the uh, we had like an hour, hour and a half bus ride and just like blasting music. Um, definitely was, it was just awesome getting to like get along as an underclassman with some of the, the upperclassmen. It was just awesome to get along with them and just like, you know, go out and compete with them. Um, but yeah, definitely those bus rides. Those were, those were something special. All right. So kind of want to move it into the whole recruiting process. I see you repping that, uh, Michigan State sweatshirt there. Let's dig into what landed you there at Michigan State, going to East Lansing here in, you know, less than two years now. So you're not too far away from being a collegiate freshman. Dig it into that recruiting process. Take us through when did it get started? When did you start getting noticed by some of those Division One teams and coaches? Take us through that recruiting process. Yeah, for me, it was it was pretty special. Um for me, it really got started around that future games time, you know, going, going yard, my first at bat, definitely a lot of coaches were watching that. Um, and then I woke up on August 1st to, I think, 15 schools texting me, wanted to like, like get on a phone call that day. And I was only expecting probably 10 to 15 calls. That's what like my coaches were telling me and everything. And then those the first week of August, I think I was on the phone with over 52 schools. So it was it was definitely overwhelming to start. Um, but kind of kind of going through it all, it was kind of nice to to talk with all the coaches and everything. But definitely the hardest thing during my process was maintaining and like keeping up with the coaches and staying in touch and everything. Because um, I um, I definitely had to. I didn't just talk to the coach and just like, you know, go off what I already know about the school. So I did my own like research and everything and like, like dove into the, some of the school, like their like majors and everything and like their baseball program. Um, and just, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot um, that first week of August. But when I did end up committing, it definitely took, took a ton of stress off um, being able to just relax now and just stay in touch with uh, the Michigan state coaches like every week or so, but it's, it's just been my process. It was just, it was like a, a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah, I'm sure. So this past summer, August 1st, hasn't come around yet. 
you know, you're set, your coaches are telling, you know what, you'll have 10, 15 schools calling you ends up being 52. What was that excitement yeah. heading into August 1st, heading into that first week of August, knowing that there's some, you know, colleges interested in you kind of take us through what that excitement was leading up to that August 1st date. Yeah. You know, for the, the summer year, um, I knew there was there's some some schools that were interested in me, um, and I was expecting some phone calls from them. But then, yeah, future games that really blew me up. Um, that probably added probably twenty, thirty schools, like southern schools and everything. Uh, but yeah, it was it was definitely exciting. Um, August first, being able to talk with some coaches that I've been you know not been able to talk to for a long time now. Um, so yeah, talking with them and everything, seeing what that school is like about how the program works. Um, and then definitely like just seeing how their culture is around the whole baseball team, baseball program atmosphere around the school. Um, but no, yeah, it was August 1st was definitely, it was something special to me that I'll, I'll definitely always remember. Yeah. So with 52 schools reaching out, you know, that's, that's a lot of phone calls. Let's kind of go ahead. Let's dig into maybe what some of those initial conversations look like in terms of maybe some questions you were asking coaches, maybe some questions they were asking you. I know you said you'd like to, you know, kind of learn about the program as you were talking to the coach. So what did some of those initial conversations look like? Uh, yeah. So for the, for the first, the first initial conversations with most of the schools, it was, them reaching out to me like seeing how I'm doing and stuff and just saying how they like where they saw me from this summer um and then just wanted to catch up on a phone call let them like talk about their their program and everything and just like seeing if I was interested in them and then um some of the questions I was asking them and stuff definitely like what's the culture culture like around the baseball program um what is like the what are the in season and out of season days look like and everything um and how the like the transfer portal is huge right now so i definitely i was asking about the transfer portal and just seeing how like what they what they like they do more recruiting based out of um and so i would definitely like i love hearing like the majority of the schools saying they recruit more from high school um but yeah most of the most of the conversations were just like getting in touch and building a relationship with the coach. So you talk about, you know, you definitely wanted some sort of culture there to whatever program that you were going to, as you were going through that recruiting process, talking to all these different schools, what were some of those other key things you were looking for before you ended up choosing Michigan state? Yeah. So for me, location was huge for me. Um, I really wanted to stay more Midwest, closer to home. You know, my family definitely taken, all the sacrifices of time and everything throughout my whole baseball years and everything. Um, it's just really important for me, for them to be able to come out and watch me play at the next level. Like all the time they spent traveling, all the money they spent throughout my whole baseball career, you know, it's just important to me for them to, to be able to continue watching me at the next level and everything. Um, so that location was definitely huge. Um, and then going off of like the, the education side, I was looking at the schools with the, um, the majors that making sure they had the majors that I was interested in. Um, so it's definitely more than just the baseball side of things. So what, is, what are some of those majors that you're interested in? What you're going to be studying there at, uh, it eats Lansing. Um, right now, um, there's a couple that I've been looking at, but the, the main one right now I'm digging more into is, uh, the business major. 
Um, that's kind of a, a broad topic right now, but I'll definitely get more specific and dive into what type of what type of business I'll I'll be studying. Okay, so as that as that recruiting process was starting to wind down, you get closer and closer there to choosing Michigan State. They're checking off all those boxes in terms of location, major, team culture, whatever. What was that final click that landed you there at Michigan State? Yeah, you know, when I was I went on a, a visit there um September first, being at that football game, the atmosphere, man, it was it was just crazy. Um seeing all the, the Spartan fans and everything. Um and then I did go on another visit there. Um I actually th- that's when I, I did commit there. Um on that visit and everything, I was walking around with the coaches and seeing like the education side, like the whole campus, all the dorms and everything. Um, but then for me, it definitely clicked when like I got to see some of the baseball team and just how they got along and everything and like their relationships with the the coaches there. I just like, I loved every single part about it. And that definitely was huge for me. So you bring up the relationships that those current players have with that Michigan State coaching staff, take us through what's that relationship look like for you being a recent commit? What was that relationship like beforehand? How has it evolved since that commitment? What's that relationship looking like with that MSU coaching staff? Yeah, for um, for me, um, I actually did a Michigan State camp when I was probably say last year, I think in December it was. Um, but that's like the first time that was like my first like actual like D1 um, baseball camp at a college and that was it was definitely a little nerve-wracking at first but that's when I was able to meet with the coaches didn't really get to talk to them as much but um, I definitely got to see what their like program was about and everything Um, and then kind of moving forward from that um, like staying in touch like them reaching out um, definitely August 1st when they were reaching out um, like staying staying in touch with them hopping on phone calls and everything it was like they definitely were were one of probably my favorite school um that reached out to me and their coaching staff I just it was absolutely amazing and I just and like it was just awesome like I love everything about Michigan State yeah I'm sure and uh, especially with your grandparents meeting there that's an also another uh you know good reason but sticking on the topic of relationships you know, obviously you being a new commit, I'm sure you've maybe started talking to some of those future Spartan teammates. What are those relationships looking like with that 25 recruiting class, maybe guys in the 24 class as well? Um, you know, what are those relationships looking like with your future teammates? Yeah, actually, um, on my visit for the football game there, um, one of the guys there, Isaiah Domi, he actually ended up committing to Michigan State too. And he he's from um, Michigan. He plays for Hit Dogs. Um, so we actually played against him this summer. Um, he's 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 really good and everything and stuff. Um, but yeah, when I saw he actually committed the day before I did. Um, so seeing that was definitely exciting, um, knowing where I committed to. And he he didn't know that yet. Um, but no, he was he's a good dude. Um, he's a super, super good kid. And. I just I got along with him really well at the football game. So that's definitely something I'll be looking forward to. Okay. So looking ahead to when you do step foot on campus in East Lansing, obviously right now you're a third baseman, you're an outfielder. You said you got to showcase both of those at that PBR futures games. When you do get to that next level, where do you kind of see yourself um position wise? Uh for me it's it's definitely hard to say, but um 
in the long run, I definitely see um see myself um hitting and playing third base. Um, but definitely I'll be I'll be pitching and just like being a two way for as long as I can until my body tells me, you know, like this one's gonna take over. Um, so it's not making a decision yet which one I will be taking over, but I'd say definitely third base. All right. So with you being able to play third base at a very high level, also play the outfield too, kind of take us through that adjustment going from third base to the outfield, outfield to third base. What's that adjustment game to game, um, you know, going to different, playing different positions? Yeah, for me, so like if I play, if I play third base one game, it'll be like third base the whole game. And I usually won't switch from like left field, right field, then back to third base. Um, yeah, for me, it's definitely take a different approach to the infield and outfield. Um, definitely a whole, whole different game. Um but yeah, going from infield to outfield, it's it's kind of easier for me just because of um, how much work I put into both of both of those, and just being able to to succeed in both positions. It's it's just really awesome. Yeah. So switching from the defensive side of things to the offensive, let's go ahead dig into your hitting approach. Let's say you're on deck. You know what's going through your mind. You start walking up to that batter's box. Take us through what you're trying to each at what you take us through what you're trying to do with each at bat. What's that hitting approach looking like? Yeah, so for me, it all it all definitely starts on deck, timing up the pitcher, definitely picking up his arm slot, um, just seeing how he releases the ball, see how he like if there's an off speed, if he's like tipping it or anything. Um, but then yeah, walking up to the box full of confidence, um, and then definitely for me jumping on a first pitch fastball, hitting as hard as I possibly can. Um, but then if they gave me a curveball, I'd usually leave it. But then, yeah, first pitch fastball for me is definitely my favorite. Um, but, yeah, then when I get into get into coming up to the box, it's just – it's definitely big, hunting that fat, the first pitch fastball and everything, um, and then just leaving, leaving stuff that, like, in the dirt and everything with the off-speed. All right, let's say you don't get that first pitch fastball, get the two strikes. How does that approach change? Are you a big two-strike approach guy? Oh, yeah. For me, I I love my two-strike approach. Um, it's definitely been it's definitely been succeeding for a while now. Um, I usually shorten up my stride a lot. Um, um, and then get in the box when I do have two strikes on me, I eliminate some of the, the light kick I usually have with zero strikes or one strike on me, but then staying short and through the ball, not trying to do too much, just usually trying to um, like hit it through the infield or hit it like in the gaps or something. But that's definitely, it definitely helps me like being like shorter. It helps you pick up more spin on the ball and it just definitely, um, definitely helps my success. Okay. So let's go ahead. Let's dig into the mechanics here as well. Um, So let's say from that load up to that follow through, Take us through what those mechanics are looking like and how maybe they've evolved here these past couple of years as you've matured more as a ball player. Yeah, I've def they've definitely um, gotten a lot better through my years. Um, being able to practice with my, my coaches, uh, Matt Zillis and Lou Simios, they've been just incredible. Like, um, yeah, going back to when I was like seven years old, they like had this crazy vision of us all playing at the next level. So they trained us really hard when we were really young and it's it's definitely paid off a lot and they've definitely definitely helped out with my success um 
they they can find anything that's like a little tweak in your swing that'll help it. What's been big for me has been like I drop my I like have a I usually drop my hands a lot. So I usually there's some drills I can do and stuff where I like keep my hands above the ball and I think like they tell me and it helps me a lot. They tell me like with my right hand like punch through the second baseman and like that it definitely it definitely helps a lot. It makes sense to me and that's definitely something I I'll always be using for the rest of my baseball career. Okay, so uh, let's look at your game's entirety here. So playing third base, playing outfield, running bases, even pitching as well, hitting. Um, if you were a scout watching your game, what would be that personal scouting report you'd write up on yourself? Uh, yeah, definitely. I would for me. I would say really had like really big heart for the game, um, hustling on and off the field. Um, really good teammate, picking up the teammates whenever they need it, like after a, a rough outing or a rough at bat, usually always there for them and everything, just overall a solid baseball player. Okay, so we dig into, you know, what you are as a ball player right now. Let's talk about the future. Let's dig into development. Two-parter question here. Obviously, we're in the offseason right now. I know you said you got basketball season coming up soon, but what are some of those key points of emphasis within your development this offseason before the spring season gets started? but then also two to three years down the road before you're stepping foot on campus in East Lansing, what are some of those key points of emphasis? Yeah, for me, for the fall slash winter right now, the big goal for me is just to to put on weight, maintain uh, maintain like good, good weight, um, definitely stay athletic. So like not just putting on a bunch of muscle and not being very mobile because that, that's not going to help me down the long run. Um, so yeah, putting on weight, staying athletic for baseball um and then kind of the next couple of years definitely maintaining that strength and everything um because yeah being being strong at the next level is huge like every single dude out there is just they're just huge and weightlifting definitely is something that will contribute to my success going down the going down the road yeah might uh, might attribute to some sex on the success on the basketball court as well pushing some guys around in the paint, being that four and that five. Um, but uh, last segment here for you, man. Like I said, like digging into the personal side to end it off, moving away from the game of baseball. Um, first off here, passions beyond the game. I know we're in the offseason right now. I know you're in basketball season. But beyond those two things, what are some of those passions? What are some of those hobbies you enjoy doing? Yeah, for me, I, I love spending time with, my teammates on and off the field. And then when it's off the field, um, like in the summer, like I said, that yeah, we'll go mini golfing a lot. We'll play basketball. We'll do some football here and there. Um, but yeah. Spending time with, with my teammates off the field definitely is definitely is huge just as much as the baseball side. Um, yeah. And definitely some of my hobbies right now, um, definitely being outside. I just love being outside playing basketball, being with my friends and everything. Um, play some video games here and there, usually later at night and everything. Um, but yeah, definitely being with my teammates is definitely a lot of what I do in my free time. Okay, so moving from passions to the motivational side of things, what is that that helps you get out of bed every morning, help you continuously evolve as a ball player, as a person? What would be some of those motivations? Yeah, for me, um, the main thing that I try to focus in on like every day, it's what my coaches have been implementing to us since we were little. It's get 1% better every single day. 
So whether that's in the classroom with your friends, baseball side, weightlifting side, you know, just putting a hundred percent effort in everything I do every day and just, yeah, getting, getting 1% better each day and just being overall really solid. Okay. So taking, taking that question a little bit further, um, let's say you keep using those motivations to, you know, continue on within your baseball career, continue on in life in general, um, perfect picture of your life, 20 years down the road, everything's going right for you. What does that picture look like? Yeah, for me, the, the big dream since I was little, definitely being able to play in the big leagues. Um, that's been something I've always been, been watching since I was a kid and just being able to watch that. It was just, it's just been incredible. So if like, that's been the one, the one dream and goal I've been trying to work towards a lot and it definitely is going to take a lot of hard work and everything. But for me, I truly do believe it is possible for me and I just gotta, just gotta keep, keep the hard work up and keep focused on it. Okay. All right. So I got six more questions here for you before we do end it off kind of in a rapid fire pace here. going to ask you three rounds of two questions. First two right here, coolest contact in your phone, scrolling through those contacts. Who's that coolest guy that, you know, maybe not too many people have and then go to playlist, whether that's on a long drive to East Lansing, whether that's working out in the weight room, what's that go-to playlist looking like? Um. Yeah, for me, Definitely the the coolest guy in my contacts. Uh, I'd have to say some uh, Minooka baseball alum. Um, kind of been able to to build that relationship with him. Um, that's definitely something I love being able to like reach out to him and everything, and just being able to like stay in touch with him and stuff. Um, and then for the 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 playlist, um, it's I love rap. Um, it's a lot of little baby 21 Savage. That's definitely like my top right now. That's definitely what that that's definitely like my favorite at the moment. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, let's say second, second round here for you. Let's say I'm taking a trip to your part of Illinois. Let's say I've never been there before. What are some of those recommendations you got for me? Restaurant wise, maybe some fun things to go do. Um, and then second question, you're having dinner. With three people, dead or alive, you can choose anybody who would be at that table. Yeah, so if you're coming to Illinois, definitely um, there's some good there's some good food places around here. Um, even though it's popular in every state, I love Chipotle, so that's definitely where I would definitely go. Um, that's just been my favorite for a while now. Um, solid with everything they have there. Um, and then going out to dinner – um definitely a hard question but definitely max clark would be one of them being that first overall or first pick in the first round sorry third pick in the first round um you know just being able to talk to him about baseball and everything um and then i'd say i probably have to say ronald acuna just that's who i've based my game off of he's just been like crazy like his remarkable season this year um yeah, he's just he's just been crazy. Um, and then one more, I'd probably I'd probably have to go with another MLB player. Um, I'd definitely say that probably Mike Trout. Um, definitely being one of the best players, best players right now. Just just being able to talk to him about his game and everything, just like what he does on a daily basis and everything.
Okay, so got two more questions here for you before we end it off. Um, first off, TikTok for you page. Let's say you're scrolling through that app, seeing all those different videos. What are those videos looking like? I know TikTok has a weird way of whatever you want to see ends up on your phone. Um, so what's that for you page look like? And then final question, dream NIL brand. You get to Michigan State, get that opportunity to capitalize on your name, image, and likeness. What would be that dream brand to endorse, collaborate, or partner with? Uh, yeah, I, for, for me, my TikTok for you page, it's a ton of sports, um, whether that's MLB, NBA, NFL, hockey. Um, it's definitely a lot of NFL right now with it still being in season. Um, yeah, it's 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 good to see some other sports and everything, just some like motivational baseball stuff. Um, yeah, and then Dream NIL brand, I'd probably have to go um that's a hard one definitely bruce bolt would be up there i love their batting gloves and everything um marucci's kind of been my um my bat i've been swinging for a while with my my cadex connect um but yeah it's definitely it definitely have to be i'd say marucci okay all right man well that's the final question here for you um on the jake Hare podcast i really appreciate you coming on the show it was great getting to meet you. Great getting to learn about your baseball career. Um, you know, as you go through these next couple of years of high school ball, you know, you get to Michigan State playing in the Big Ten. I'm a Big Ten guy. I'm at IU right now. So I, I always follow all those Big Ten programs. But, um, you know, best of luck in the rest of your baseball career, man. Uh, but, again, appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. I loved it.